0: You are listening to the weekend message of Crossroads Church North Campus. Crossroads exists to make much of Jesus, and we do this by following in the way of Jesus and making disciples who love God and love others. To find out more about Crossroads, go to CrossroadsLive.com. Thanks for listening. Grace and peace.
1: Good morning, everybody. Merry Merry Christmas. So good to see you here this morning. You guys want to stand with us? And if you're new, welcome. We're so glad you're here. Uh, we're doing a, kind of our family service this morning. Um, t- tonight at three and five, we have like a candlelight, kind of more traditional service. We didn't think the candles and the kids was a great idea. I don't know. <clears throat> but we are so excited that you're here. We're excited to celebrate, to worship this morning as we prepare our hearts uh, for Christmas. So pray with me and then we are gonna, we're gonna worship together. All right, guys. Lord, thank you so much for this beautiful morning. Lord, thank you so much for Christmas. Lord, for the incarnation. God, for sending your son to this earth to be born as a baby. God, to make a way for right relationship with you. Lord, to know you. Lord, as we walk through this day and tomorrow and just the coming days, Lord, would you uh, just awaken our hearts, Lord, afresh and anew to the reality of christmas Lord, the reality of the gospel the good news of great joy for all people lord thank you so much for these kids lord thank you so much for the joy that they bring lord for these songs god that uh that point to your truth lord we worship you this morning lord have your way in this place we love you ask it all in jesus name and everyone said "Amen." amen
2: Ooh. 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 we three kings of Bye. Yeah.
1: All right, we've got one more song together this morning. You guys ready? Let's give it all we got. Sing joy of the world.
2: Joy to the world We will sing, sing, sing I see the yellow joy.
0: before we jump in and we just uh, look to the scriptures and we walk through the story of Christmas, we thought what better way uh, to talk about the story of Christmas than to hear some of our kiddos tell us the Christmas story. So you can turn your attention towards the screen.
3: The story of Christmas is when Jesus was born and we celebrate Christmas because It's the day that Jesus is born, and he's really just a big deal. And we just love to celebrate him. And we get gifts because on Jesus' birthday, he got gifts, and he is also our gift. There was a girl named Mary, and one morning she was just in her room, um, minding her own business. And all of a sudden, Gabriel, a messenger from God, an angel, came um, to Mary and told her that she was going to have a baby and to name him Jesus. Mary looked around to see if he was talking to someone else, and Mary said, how can this be true? It is too wonderful, he said. Is anything too wonderful for God? But, and when she married Joseph, she began to get pregnant. So they had been living there for quite some time, like nine months, because that's how long it takes to grow a baby. There was a king that, rule, that was ruling over the place where they lived, and Caesar wanted to count all the people. In his land, so they had to go to Joseph's homeland, Bethlehem. So Mary, Joseph, and their donkey packed up and set out for Bethlehem. She got to Bethlehem and she couldn't, they couldn't find a um, home, home to stay in. So they knocked on someone's door, but they were full, so they took to their barn. Then the baby came, then she wrapped him in um, in a, a swaddle. And then she put him in a cozy manger with hay. All the animals were happy to then they have a savior, and there was a big giant star in the sky that showed where Jesus was getting was born. And the angels went to the shepherds and said, "Don't be scared, for I have wonderful news. Jesus is going to be born in a manger." Then the star shone brightly, so they could go are the way to Bethlehem. And then they found Jesus there, lying in a manger. And so they went and um, worshipped him. And then when Jesus was about two or one, the wise men came and gave him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. When the wise men were trying to leave, an angel appeared to them and told them not to go back to King Herod. And so they went a different route home. That night, King Herod grew very angry, and he ordered his soldiers to kill all the the boys on three and under. Two and under, sorry. And that night, an angel appeared to Joseph and told them to flee to Egypt and, and not to come back until... He said it was safe. And so they fled to Egypt that night. And they stayed in Egypt for a very long time until the angel told them, it is safe to go back to to Nazareth. So, now you know th- that is the story of Christmas. Also, I hope now you know that the real reason for celebrating Christmas and this fun time, I know getting presents is fun, and all the celebrations and lights and music, but the real reason for celebrating Christmas is Jesus' birth, and that he came to die for us.
2: Come forward. and
1: All right, come forward, and stop, and point.
3: It's a star. This is the dumb star. Pretend star. <laughs>
0: How fun is that? And I, I, love, I love the ending there. And the real reason for the season, and that's what we're here to talk about. Because every Christmas we walk through that story. We gather and we talk around the well worn path of Jesus' birth. We journey alongside Joseph and Mary to Bethlehem where there's no room for them in the inn. We see angels bringing good news to unsuspecting shepherds in the fields announcing that Jesus, Emmanuel, God is with us, that he's been born. We tell the story of wise men who follow a star in search of a king. And all of these stories center in on one person, on Jesus. The biographical account of Jesus' life written by John, one of his followers, one of his disciples Begins like this in 1 John 1. It says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. And him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. John 1.14 tells us, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. To dwell, to, to come and dwell among something means to, to live alongside of, to be present with, to set up a tent. How many of you in this room have ever gone camping in a tent? Right, show of hands. What's wrong with you people? There's hotels. That's all I have to say. But if you've gone camping in a tent, and I have gone camping in a tent, you, you realize that you really get to know your neighbors because there's nothing but a real thin sheet of fabric keeping you from all those around you. Or, or maybe there's a lot of kids in here. How many of you have ever built a fort in your house, right? And usually that fort is pretty compact, right? There's not a lot of space. You're kind of crawling inside unless you are like an architectural master and you're like, my forts are very impressive. But when you are in a fort, you are in close proximity to the people that are with you. And this is what the Christmas story is reminding us of, that Jesus has come to dwell, to be present among us. And why is this so significant that Jesus has come to dwell among us? Because Jesus dwelt with us so that we may dwell with him forever. There's a a Christmas carol, a hymn that gets sung around this time every year, and it was written by Charles Wesley in 1744. And it's, Come Thou Long Expected Jesus. And it speaks not only to the hope of Christmas, but the hope of all eternity, the hope of forever. And the words, as you see on the screen, they say, come thou long expected Jesus, born to set thy people free, from our fears and sins release us, let us find our rest in thee, Israel's strength and consolation, hope of all the earth thou art, dear desire of every nation, joy of every longing heart. Now, when we hear those words, I want to focus in particularly on that first top section. It says, come thou long expected Jesus. When you're expecting something, when you're awaiting something, it means uh, that it's intentional. Born to set thy people free from our fears and sins releases, us. let us find our rest in thee. I love these words because they speak to the long expectation of Jesus coming and dwelling among us. But they also speak to the purpose that he has come for, to set us free. And what has he come to set us free from? Our fears and sins. That's what he's come to release us from. Fear, something that we've all experienced in life, something I remember as a kid, I experienced every time I had to take the trash out in the dark because I was afraid of the dark. And there was always something in the bushes that would make some noise. And in my head, it was probably some live dragon that was coming to come and eat me. And so I'd run as fast as I could, dragging the trash can all the way up. And as I got older, my fear of the dark shifted into fear of other things. Like, am I going to get a job? Am I going to be able to to, to provide? Am I going to be able to find a career? Am I going to be able to, to measure up all of these different fears that we take on? And Jesus has come so that we don't have to be afraid anymore. How great is that? To release us from our fears that pause us, that paralyze us, that keep us from living. But not just our fears, but from our fears and sins release us. What are sins? The word sin means to miss the mark. If you are trying to shoot a bow and arrow, it means that you miss the target completely. It means we fall short of the expectation that God has set before us. And Jesus has come to release us from our sins, from our wrong actions, from our wrong words, from our wrong thoughts, from our wrong motives. And we are set free to find rest in him, to find peace in him. Said another way by Augustine of Hippo, he was a follower of Jesus in the fourth century, he said, you, speaking to God, you have made us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until they find their rest in you. We were designed to be in relationship with God. And so we come this Christmas Eve morning and we celebrate that Jesus has come, to rescue, to redeem, to save us. And so often, uh, we jump into the story right here. But Jesus was long expected, long awaited. His coming wasn't a surprise. It was an intentional, purposeful plan to rescue, redeem, and to save us. The Apostle Paul tells us in Galatians chapter 4, verses 4, He says, but when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoptions as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father, so you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. See, Jesus has come. And he lived and breathed like you and me. He was born and he lived a perfect life, one that you and I could never live. And because he lived this perfect life, we can find life in him. We don't have to be stuck in our fears and our failures. Jesus has come that we might be set free. And to be free, not just momentarily, but free forever. Forever. See, this is not a temporary fix that Jesus has come for. This was all part of a plan. Jesus brings restoration, and he restores us to what we were made for, to live in relationship with God forever. We see from the very early pages of Scripture that there was a long expectation of a coming Messiah, one who would set all things right, an expectation that was met on that day that Jesus was born. But there's still an expectation because Jesus said, not only has he come, but that he will return again. Jesus' coming was not by accident. This plan was set in motion before the beginning of time. This is why in the Gospel of Matthew, one of his followers who wrote a a life account of Jesus, he begins with a genealogy with a family tree talking around where Jesus came from. And, and why does he take us through a family tree? Because he wants us to see that Jesus is rooted in the story of Scripture, in the story of us, and the story that began with humanity all the way back in the garden. That God's desire has always been to dwell with us, to have relationship with us. But it's, it's we who have chosen to, to take our tent and not dwell with him, but to dwell elsewhere. It's we who've built forts but excluded God from stepping into our fort with us. Jesus' coming signaled a change for everything, that a new possibility was available in him. See, in the Garden of Eden, way back in the beginning, we saw that humanity was living with God, walking with God, talking with God as we were designed and made for, to flourish in relationship with God, to have peace in the presence of God, to have joy in our relationship with God, to feel secure in the love of God and to have hope for what we could create in this world alongside God. But this beauty was broken when humanity chose not to trust God but to seek our own way, a pattern that we still often see and experience today. But God did not give up on us. He continued to move towards us, towards you, towards me, towards all of us in this room. When his people were enslaved and crying out for help, he would free them and God himself would guide them with his own presence. He would dwell with them. He literally set up a tent, a tabernacle, that his presence would reside with his people so they knew that he was with them, as a sign to them, that he had not given up on them. And this tent would one day be turned into a physical structure, a temple, a permanent temple in Jerusalem, where the Israelite people would travel often to come and worship God. And although God cannot be limited to a building, he chose to allow his presence to dwell there as a sign to his people that he was with them. But still, we see that his people would forget him. Turn from him. Live apart from him. But still, we see God moving towards us, towards you, towards me, towards each of us in this room. And so he sends his son. And, and why does he send Jesus? Why is this so significant? In John three sixteen, we read the words, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. God sent his son that once again he may dwell among us and we may dwell with him. But this plan, again, it's not a temporary plan. You see, Jesus came, he lived a perfect life and then died the death that you and I deserve only to rise again. To conquer and defeat both sin and death. That all who call on Jesus may have life with him and in him. But Jesus again said, I will return. And he will establish his forever kingdom where all sorrow is forgotten. Where sin is no more. Where darkness is defeated. And where we will be with him forever. This is why we read these words in Revelation, one of the, or the last book in all of scripture. And it says this, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning nor crying nor pain anymore for the former things have passed away. And what we see at the end of Scripture is that when Jesus returns, we find ourselves once again in a garden, a garden city. And when Jesus returns, death will die. Sin will end. And finally, we, along with the rest of creation, will be made new in him. And so today, as we gather in this space, we remember Jesus, Emmanuel, God who is with us, who has built his tent among us that we might know him and be known by him. He took on skin, walked with us that we might walk with him forever. This is the good news of Christmas, that Jesus has come. This is the opportunity of Christmas to walk with him and to live, to walk with Jesus It's to follow him. It's to seek him. It's to acknowledge him as Lord and Savior. It's to see his forgiveness and be set free from our fears and from our failures. The gift of Christmas is found in the presence of Christ. Jesus dwelt with us so that we may dwell with him forever. Amen. And so we join with the prayers of followers of Jesus throughout the centuries. And we pray the words, come, Lord Jesus, come. Or we simply sing words that we looked at before. Come, thou long-expected Jesus, born to set thy people free. From our fears and sins, let us find our rest in thee. Israel's strength and consolation, hope of all the earth thou art. Dear desire of every nation, joy of every longing heart. Will you pray with me? Father, as we gather in this space, we are reminded that you are with us. That Jesus, you chose to humble yourself in the form of humanity to walk in our shoes, to experience joy and laughter, to experience sorrow and sadness, to experience friendship, to experience betrayal, to experience hope, to experience disappointment, to experience the things that we have all walked in and through. And your coming reminds us that we don't do it alone, that you are with us. And so this Christmas, as we acknowledge the gift of your presence, would we we step into life with you? Would we recognize that you dwelt with us so that we may dwell with you forever? Sin and sorrow you have defeated. Hope is alive in you. So come thou long-expected Jesus, come and set your people free. From our fears and sins release us, let us find our rest in thee. We love you and we pray all of these things in Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. A part of our rhythm here at Crossroads every week is that we have communion set out and you may have seen that as you walked in. And our communion table is open to all who uh, are followers of Jesus, all who have said yes to Jesus. And what the communion elements represent is the bread is representative of his body, which is broken for us. The juice represents his blood that was shed for us, that he died in our place, so that we might live in him. And so as we sing these songs, if you would like to partake in that, it's at your own pace, at your own time. But let's sing these words and take time to reflect on the truth that Jesus has come to dwell among us so that we might dwell with him forever. The king of kings has come seeking that you may have life in him. So let us pray. Come thou long-expected Jesus, born to set thy people free, from our fears and sins release us, let us find our rest in thee. Let us worship. Father, we thank you for sending your son. We thank you for the reason that we celebrate this day. It's because you broke into the world. Jesus, you step into our mess. And where there is brokenness, you bring beauty. And so would you meet us today, this day, tomorrow, and beyond. So, Lord, we thank you. And we pray, come, come thou long-expected Jesus. Meet us once again. Free us from our fears and failures. Let us find our rest in thee. We love you and pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. So I just, as we, as we close, why don't we all just stand as we close? And I just need to give a shout out because there's a lot of kids in here. And you guys are awesome. So. It is super fun to gather as a full family like this. And I would love to invite you back. Some of you may be planning on it. Some of you maybe didn't know. We got two more services tonight that will look different than this. And so if if you're able, we'd love to see you then. If we don't see you then, then let me just say Merry Christmas from all of us to you. Uh, Next week. I want to invite you to come to our service times, 8.30 and 10.30. Uh, we are going to continue to talk around what does it mean to live in the day and age we find ourselves as we keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. And then beginning in January, we'll jump back into the Gospel of Luke. And the very first message we'll look at is very appropriate for the beginning of the year because Jesus talks about the one thing that is necessary in life. And so if you want to know what that is, you should probably come back. That's all I'm, all I'm going to say. <laughs> all I'm going to say. But as you leave this morning, as you leave from here, may you know that Emmanuel, God, is with us, and he has come for you. May you find peace in the presence of God. May you find joy in your relationship with him. May you find security in his love. And may you find a living hope for today, tomorrow and beyond may his grace and peace fill your christmas celebrations god bless you all and merry christmas, merry christmas. Merry christmas.